is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. And it is day number two of practices here at... Oxnard, California, home of the Dallas Cowboys training camp 2018. We got one practice down. We got one more to go. And then they put the pads on tomorrow on the field behind us here. I am Bill Jones with Rob Phillips, Brian Broaddus, Mickey Spagnola, and you. Yes, we have phone lines available here from training camp. And you can make a call and be a part of the show. 972-497-4400. The number on the screen there, 972-497-4400. I look forward to taking some phone calls. Always. Yeah, yeah. it would be interesting, though, to kind of get some of the ideas. Uh, you know, you talked about the practices and stuff, and you really had to try, to try and pull some things out of it. But there were some good things out there. I'm just always interested in the fans. I, I found that – a lot of the things that we do now, the fans are so hungry for information, who's this and who's doing that. So, so I'm sure we'll have some uh, some calls uh, asking uh, those types of questions. Hey, what'd you see? Third tight end, who's playing the, uh, who's starting tight end? Who are the, what's the receiver rotation and all that? So, uh, uh, but uh, that's always the good part about the show is the interaction with the fans. Well, and the other thing, when you look back at yesterday, from what they did in the afternoon compared to the walkthrough, I got more out of the walkthrough than I did the afternoon practice. Yeah, yesterday. absolutely. They did have a period before they actually went. They had a, a together group thing where they went like 10, 12 plays where you could kind of – it was it – was, the guys were not – it was not, you know, uh, like – I'm not saying it wasn't full speed, but it was – it was you could get a little bit about – they were running some twist stunts. Guys were picking some things up. You got some combinations of some routes that you can saw. Uh, you saw the quarterbacks throwing the football. That, that's kind of where from that point those 10 – 11, 12 plays. I got something out of that just from the little the compete side of it. But the rest of the practice was, okay, where's Leighton Vanderish lining up? Okay, where's Jalen Smith lining up? Okay, where yeah. who's playing the third defensive end for me right now? That, that's where I got in the second half it's, of the practice. It's an extension of minicamp and OTAs. Yeah. And, it was know. worse than minicamp and OTAs. Nah, it's that's about the same. Because they're easing them back in, all of them I mean, they couldn't right line up against each other. They had to use mm-hmm. the guys on offense that weren't in the, well, did you t- see the starting period? 11. No, I know what you just yeah. said. Yeah, But after that, a lot of individual, it went for an hour yeah. and 45 five minutes yeah. of the coaches with little beanies on yeah. lining up as linebackers and DBs. 24 hours, Mick. All right. We'll get the pads on I, I very just, quickly. And, and you go. guys be and nice. Is, it, is be this nice league the, mandated? Yes. I think you can't go the, up the Players Association other. mandated, yeah. Yeah. basically. Yeah. Great stuff by the Players Association. Mm-hmm. Now, player safety, Mickey, we got to think about that. Yeah, well, yeah, but they don't think about their contracts and stuff. They just mm. they they mm. they forfeited mm. money to, <laughs> to be out here and, mm. and play pansy football. Mickey, right? I, I hate to Mickey, wow. I hate to say this, guys, but in two years' time, we might not be having talking cowboys. Just be nice to the callers, okay? Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Nicer than Mickey is to the leaf blower out here. <laughs> 
and, and or the I, security guy. <laughs> Everybody hates Mickey. He was on one yesterday, boy. Yeah, the weather was good, too. Mickey's Just, Minute. We need to bring yeah, that one back. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, but good some boy. of that I can't put on Mickey's Minute. Yeah, we, look, that, that, we won't go into that one. All right, so we look at uh, what we got out of yesterday. Yeah. The, the one thing that, that – and it was in the walkthrough that I noticed immediately – and I believe Brian Broaddus may be writing about it later today on DallasCowboys.com. Cole Beasley and Tavon Austin on the field at the same time, yeah. which just means one of those smaller guys is playing outside. Right. I thought it was interesting because I, I, I kind of thought maybe Scott, you know, in, in this day and age, everybody says you're trolling somebody, you know, like on Twitter, you're, yeah. troll, you're trolling, they're trolling you. I think Scott Linehan might have been trolling us a little bit yesterday because he did. He put he put uh, Cole Beasley and Tavon Austin on the field really as the X and the and the Z, and then they used Alan Hearns with some inside slot stuff. So you're thinking it, you don't traditionally feel like that two five eight receivers are going to be outside you know receivers, but that that's something that a little bit in, in OTAs we saw Cole Beasley playing some more on the outside, and and now it's going to be okay. How do you get him routes down? It's not going to be about throwing him vertical passes and stuff it's going to be about throwing him the outs you know not so much the slants but outs curls things like that they hit Tavon Austin on that little period drill I was talking about playing as a tight tight in tight formation and he and he went up they cleared the tight end and they he curled around so just trying to get a little guy open uh quickly though that, and that's what they're doing on the outside I well did. you get him if he's on the outside and we saw it in OTAs in minicamp quite a bit yeah. even even when they went to wide receivers yeah and you know, it's a little more difficult to double-team him off the line of scrimmage uh, the way sometimes it was happening in the slot with right. the bracket coverage. The other thing, and I don't know, you know, take this for what it's worth, when I was talking to Gil Brandt about Alan Hearns, and he said, well, I, I think Alan Hearns is a, is a slot receiver. And so maybe they're looking at maybe they can create some mismatches inside yeah. with his size. Uh, and maybe he gets a little bit more single coverage there, and he gets off the line of scrimmage. Right. We, we did see Tavon and Cole on the field together in OTAs or minicamp a little bit. I don't know if we both saw him on the outside Yeah, like that's, that. that's what that I'm saying. That was different. But yeah. Jason Garrett spoke to what you just said, Mick, a little bit yesterday, I think, in terms of he likes the versatility of all these receivers. They can all play different spots. I think Hearns can play any spot on the Right, on he the, can. On he sure offense. can. Sure can. Um, it remains to be seen about Cole on the outside. They've never really done it consistently. Right. But, again, it, it maybe it creates a situation where he's not in such a log jam and you can bracket him Yeah, so that's where Mickey – Yeah, it's a yeah. good point by Mickey right there. Anything to do to free him up, you know, because he, he's one of those guys you throw the ball to 90, 90% of the time, he's going to catch that football. So anything you could do to free him up, one-on-one situations. And I'm teams not, and teams noticed that yeah, last absolutely. year. They said that he became absolutely. Dax guy in absolutely. 2016. In 2016, it was like it was second and four, and who was he throwing the ball to on the on the boots or waggles? Maybe, you know, it was Witt. No, but it, you know, Cole Beasley on the outs, little curl routes, all those things yeah. that Cole Beasley is really sneaky on running, those type of routes. But I, I'm not saying this is going to be, you know, let's run nine routes, vertical routes with Cole Beasley and let him go fight for the ball in the air. That's just not his game. But things underneath, stuff to the outside, all good and well. And and this will, you know, the, the, the big question has always been, what are they going to do without Dez? Yeah. Well, if you become more versatile and you're not as predictable, people can't just come out and say, okay, every once in a while they're going to put Dez in the slot, but we know where he's going to be on, on the outside. So now when Hearns is in there, where is he going to be? When Terrence Williams comes in, where is he going to be? Tavon Austin, 
Is he going to line up in the backfield with Zeke, or is he going to be outside? And there was a lot of Deontay Thompson out there yeah. also, by the way. Good Let's catch, not yeah. write him off. No, no. Because his place. speed. He's number 15 out there. His yeah. speed is going to make a difference out there. They had a really nice in that period. I was talking about that 10-12 play period. He had a really nice route, an in-cut route, where he ran it against Byron Jones. And Byron Jones was, like, on him really good. And, and you see you see Thompson kind of leans on him on the route, leans leans down, making it think he was going to go to the outside, and then all of a sudden breaks across. And like Mickey's saying, there's that separation, there's that speed. You know, Dak Prescott, from behind him, he sees it the whole way. And he's, boom, he hits the shot right there, no safety in the middle, and away they go. So, yeah, good, good to see them kind of uh, hit on early in, in the practice. You know, it's going to be interesting as the season goes along because of whatever tweaks that – Scott Linehan makes with this offense uh, and the adjustments that the league makes. Uh, I had an opportunity to talk with Tony Romo a month or so ago, and he was talking about that, that the, he thought looking ahead at the Cowboys season, the key is going to be from weeks four through week nine, basically in that area right there, and how the league adjusts to whatever the Cowboys are doing offensively because they don't have Jason Witten anymore. They don't have Des Bryant anymore. And then how the Cowboys adjust back to that. Yeah, I, I think that any time that uh, when, you, when you start talking about rules and how things are called and different things, I, I just feel like, though, that you got to – some teams are really good at pushing – the envelope and when it comes to how do you run routes you know how do you you know how do you uh, incorporate you know a lot of teams we've seen Seattle over the years New England over the years the rubs the picks the things like that how do you how do you incorporate various routes uh, you know creative routes to get guys open it, all that stuff you're trying to do to help Dak Prescott right now I mean that's what you anything well, you can do and that's one of the things yeah. with Sanjay Law is yeah. known as being a coacher coach right. of the right. precise route running right. It was interesting, and one of the great things coming out of here to training camp is you can see, you can watch the coaches working with individual players. Yes. And even in the case of a Jason Garrett out here yesterday, Cedric Wilson runs around. Right. Jason, I, I noticed Garrett immediately goes to him and, and was and was coaching him on right. the, and you could tell it was he needs to be more precise in, in, right. in whatever the route was that he was running. I thought it was really telling the way Jerry – talked up his coaching staff during the State of the Union press conference. I mean, he was very complimentary, but there was a message within that. It's that we've got a young football team, and we need our staff to bring these guys along and teach them and get them ready. That's as important as anything they're going to do in this camp, I think, because they've not only do they have new faces, they it's very young team for sure. And, Bill, you were asking, you know, what else we got out of this, and, you know, while we were standing there watching the, uh, the walkthrough, it's how the coaches were lining guys up like in what order, and, and you kind of get an idea of what the coaches are thinking about, like who's the backup left defensive end or right. who's the backup right defensive end, who's playing defensive tackle, you know, how they're, how they're rotating the linebackers and who's going where. So I thought it was a good primer for us before the pads come on tomorrow to say, okay, so the second team defensive line, you know, uh, you got Taco Charlton at left defensive end, Coney Ely at right defensive end. You know, who's playing in the middle? There's no David Irving out there, right? right. There's no Malik Collins out there. So you got Jihad Ward and Malik Collins. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, Dayton Jones right. where Collins would be playing. So I thought that was a good kind of just kind of figuring out, okay, this is kind of what they're thinking. Now let's see if anybody can change their minds. Yeah, but if you want to take it a step further than that, go 
go three deep now. And then at the right defensive Especially end. Especially a defensive end. Yeah, at right defensive yeah. end, it was Dorrance Armstrong was playing the right end, and they had Charles Tapper playing the left defensive end. So that kind of tells you a little bit maybe, you know, they think that Armstrong clearly uh, is better suited to play the right side. You look at the physical body type. And I had somebody on Twitter this morning ask me about potentially playing Charles Tapper inside. What you saw with, you know, with, you, with what you saw – uh, from Jihad Ward, that type of player. And Bill could attest to this being an Oklahoma alum because he could tell you Charles Tapper played as a head-up five technique. When I'm talking about that head-up guy, that's a hit, read, read guy, a two-gap player. So he would be he would be comfortable having to extend and having to look and find. But with if you play him inside, say, at the three, if they were looking for somebody to move inside, boy, his body type going down and watching the drills yesterday, a thicker body and, and – very similar to what Jihad Ward looks like, you would say, well, maybe using Charles Tapper's quickness, you could maybe kick him inside because right you'd now kick he's kick him inside in the nickel. You could kick him inside. Yeah, but, four man line. But maybe, but yeah. maybe, maybe you could use him as a three or an under tackle because I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, body type. He is not a finished guy. He's got some thickness to him, you know. And I and I, I've seen, I saw a little power with him, but I'm also going off of what I saw at the University of Oklahoma, where he was an extend. In a two-gap player, you know, to, to play two-gap, you got you got to have a little bit of power at the point of attack. And, you know, they've taught him how to rush up the field, but maybe they could do the same thing. You know, as an Oklahoma fan, it was so frustrating. Oh, sure, because that, he's an upfield player. That, that yeah, they used him yeah. in that role. Right, and that's – and that's Again, it, Mike Stoops. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> Another Mike Stoops <laughs> reference. Wait, that's twice in two days yeah. now. But, but, I, but what I'm saying is if they're looking for guys, if, it, if it's a potentially a Coney Ely on some stuff, if it's potentially a Charles Tapper on some stuff, because right now the, the, the twos behind – uh, behind you know behind Jihad Ward and behind Jones is Brian Price and Daniel Ross you know right. and Daniel Ross didn't look terrible yesterday I mean he's got a little bit more upfield quickness Price is a little bit more of a, a stay in the gap guy but that, that's kind of where you're but, at right but, now with your backup yeah, I, defensive tackle especially when Randy Gregory works in the now, mix. now and Randy then you look at the yeah, numbers okay. at defensive end Randy Gregory to me is going to play the right defensive sure. end that's where Randy yeah. but, but basically he looked good but look at but look at that you just mentioned. The competition there at right defensive end, even the backups, right? right? You got a fourth round draft pick who they like, right? Coney Ely, who's had three sacks in the Super Bowl, right? I mean, there's if these guys are healthy and are coming along, that's competition for Gregory. Right. But I will say, the three of us, I think, together were watching the walkthrough yesterday, just watching him work with Mike Wojcik, yeah, uh, do the, the ring, the hula hoop, hula drill. hoop. Basically, yeah. you can see the bend, you can see the explosion. The guy is he's 6'5, I think he's 242 right yeah. now, and he moves like a wide receiver. See, and I know, I know he's in sweats, and I know it's he's not practicing right now, but you can see how special he you is. You know, I ran, in, I ran into him in the parking lot later and uh, just kind of small talk with him. And I said, I said, it looks like you never left doing that hoop drill. <laughs> And, and and he and he just kind of smiled, and I I said, "What did you do? Take one with you?" And, and he <laughs> goes, "No, I I had to improvise." But, yeah. So evidently, he's been doing some stuff to try, but he didn't look like I mean, he's been. He gone. wasn't. You he wasn't it. laboring at all in those drills. No. I mean, it wasn't like you know. Sometimes you watch these guys, and they're constantly bending over and grabbing scoring, their scoring, shorts, a Gatorade <laughs> bottle, taking time. I mean, it was drill. Drill, drill, and then you know, and he was. It, it looked good. I, I mean, mean it, yeah. You I watch, think, you watch I that think, bend, and yeah. you're like, wow, that's okay. why. That's, that's why, why they've they, had. That's, yeah, that's why they've. That's they've why you wait 18 this. months. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
And I would be surprised in the next day or two that uh, Randy Gregory talks to the media. And, yeah, hopefully uh, so. For, for the first time. My understanding is it, it'll happen after he has his first full practice. Okay. Just like, like focus he's, on this when right he's now. When he's doing all this stuff, it's almost like, well, I don't know if he's, you know, he's, he's kind of part yet. of the team, but he's not part yep. of the team. You know how guys act when they're injured? Well, I'm not talking I'm injured yeah. or whatever. So I think that's what it's going to happen. Before we take our first break, let's uh, go to the phone line. How about it? All right. Let's hear from Jacob in Odessa. You are on Talking Cowboys. The leadoff hitter, Jacob. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Gotcha. All right. So first off, big fan. Been trying to get on the phones with you guys for four years. Y'all are awesome. Thank you for the coverage. Well, good that you got uh, through. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Secondly, um, I know we maintain the best five mentality on the offensive line, and I was kind of wondering if they might apply that to the linebacker core, maybe putting Jalen at Sam, Vanderesh at Mike, and Sean Lee at the weak side. Um, I know we don't really like the best five mentality, but I thought that maybe in the linebacking court it might apply better. Oh, don't 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 think they're not uh, looking at that, but that'll be decided by Vander Esch and Jalen Smith, just how well uh, they play, how quickly Vander Esch makes the transition from college to the uh, NFL, because if he can handle the middle, I think that's one of the things that they're thinking about. We've talked about uh, using... Uh, Jalen, if Vanderish can play in the middle uh, as a pass rusher, and, and I think Jason talked about it, maybe not uh, as a down guy, but when, when he's standing up and maybe play that strong side a little differently. Yeah. Or we talked yesterday about in their three down lineman rotation that he stands up as a linebacker and he goes. You're not asking him to cover. So, yeah, I think that's a very, very real possibility, but it's got to play out. The other thing is, and we spoke to Rod Marinelli again about this yesterday, the, okay, the Sam doesn't get a ton of snaps in this right. defense, right? So Rod keeps talking about how it's three guys for two spots in a rotation there right. with, with those other two linebacker spots because he keeps emphasizing guys were playing, specifically Jalen Smith was playing too many snaps last year. Right. So but he played too many for his physical condition. No, they, they didn't want him having to, right. to carry that load. 60 snaps a game. Yeah, and this this kind of solves that in, in addition to depth because look at what happened last year with some of the injuries they well, had. That, and that's the thing about the linebacker position uh, around the league. It's such a demanding position physically. I mean, right. we talk about how many injuries Sean Lee's had in his career. You can find linebackers on teams across the league where they've got the same injury issues because of that position. It's, yep. a, it, it's a collision position. Yeah, in Luke Keekley, for example, yeah. I mean, right. dealing with concussions. concussions. With him. Yeah. 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 So you got to have uh, It can be a rotation, there. but yeah. there's one guy ain't coming off the field if he's healthy. Well, right. Oh, sure. sure. Yeah, but the other two can rotate. Yeah. And, and it, you know, at some point in time, they might want to look at giving Sean a little bit of a break in games. I know you don't want to do that because of his talent, but maybe it, it keeps him fresher and healthier for 16 games. I'm not, I'm not talking cut his ha- snaps in half, but maybe occasionally you give him a little bit of a break. When it's 30, to, when it's 30 <laughs> to 10. Somebody's got to step up there. I guess. When they're up 30 to 10 in the fourth quarter, yeah, I'll you know, give him a break. I, 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 yesterday was the first time that we saw Van Der Esch and Sean Lee on the field at the same time. 
in, in, the, yeah. in the period. And that yeah. was because a little bit because they had Sean in bubble wrap during the OTAs, and then Van Der Esch got nicked up with the, 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 the little bit of a hamstring. So yesterday was the first time that both those guys played in the nickel package together. And that, that did what you're talking about, Rob. Uh, that took uh, that took Jalen Smith off the field in that situation. And I yeah. think that's maybe how they're thinking of sharing that. Yeah. When they go to nickel, get Jalen off. Yeah. Van Der Esch is pretty good in coverage. Yeah, yep. go. And not there just man-to-man yeah. -man coverage, but yeah. I think Brian and I were watching uh, one of the uh, – I can't remember if it was OTA or minicamp, but – he drops, right, and then they throw the ball underneath, yeah. and he's got this natural instinct. You know to why close. he's got that natural instinct? Because he played eight-man football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you see the, a lot of see space, the field. Had to be versatile, right? Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. All right, nine seven two four nine seven forty four hundred. The number to call. We're going to take a break and be back in just a moment on Talking Cowboys. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. The dual aperture supports F1.5 mode and F2.4 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. Its flavor is more one of a kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. <laughs> so stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. And Talking Cowboys continues here on a Friday in Oxnard, California. I had to think for a second. I, yeah, I yeah, I've Friday. lost track already. Yep. Thanks. I already Bill, I appreciate lose, you doing that. Lose, lose track of what's going on. By the way, if you are headed out here to Oxnard, Cowboys are in pads on Saturday and Sunday. They are off on Monday. They are back in pads again Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and they are off again on Friday. So they'll be back on the practice field next weekend as well. And keep in mind that a week from Sunday on August 5th, you'll be able to watch practice right here on DallasCowboys.com, uh, which the timing of that will be 6 o'clock Central Time, 4 o'clock on the, on the West Coast. And um, we'll be all a part of the broadcast, yes. a two-hour show that will also air on TXA 21 in Dallas-Fort Worth. Can I give another uh, training camp tip if you're coming out yes. here? 
if you if you come to the fields, find the film towers. Now, if you now the, these two, this day to day won't matter because both offense and defense are on both fields. But generally, if you come to practice and find where the film towers are set up pre-practice, that will tell you where the majority of the practice will take care of. So if you, if you get to a point on the yep. field where you're like, I can't see, mm-hmm. well, just kind of look where the film towers are situated. They move them around, and if you kind of say, oh, film towers are all set up here in the end zone, that's going to be the primary field that they're going to work on for the day as the group together. So just a little tidbit if you're hanging along the fence line and want to get close to the action and do that. And by the way, the tower's already in place, so it, there won't, you go. it won't distract us moving yeah. down the yeah. field. Zach, but, Zach moved for us earlier. But Brian's right because I had a family that showed up real early uh, yeah. for the afternoon practice. Yeah. And they were like, uh, are we going to be able to see here? And I told them the same thing. Yeah, yeah the tower's here. Yeah. So Find the film tower. Unfortunately, though, in the... In the regular practice, they used both fields equally. Right. The walkthrough in the morning, well, they, they used one when they could yeah. light, but line up in come front of each other. Yeah, walk, can't come to the yeah. walkthrough, but if you, in the, in when they get the full pads, the, the towers will be at the primary section of the field. And don't gonna, run and leave when you hear a whistle blow until you see the towers start to come down. When they come down, you can <laughs> be practiced. Absolutely. Everybody's got to get in, 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 uh, in line for the autographs. Yeah, and that, be, and say, hello to, say hello to us if you're on the, on the fence line. Everybody but he'll say hello to yeah. you. No, don't be afraid to do that. All right, before we go back to uh, the phone lines, another takeaway. Rob, you got something from yesterday. It was your big takeaway? I just, not a huge one. I just enjoy watching Chris Richard work. He's <laughs> yeah. he's no, he never stops moving. He never stops talking. Um, his energy is pretty infectious. I think with these DBs, I spent a lot of time just watching them. A lot of the focus was on rip drills, trying to get these guys to be aggressive, forcing turnovers. Um, and I still I still kind of chuckle at looking at how the makeup of this DB secondary has become, and it's it's all these guys that are six feet tall or over. I right. mean, they, they've already kind of they mold, all get a, molded they, that secondary in his vision. They all got bit. out of the car at the same time. Seriously. Same, same, they all the same look. Yeah. Seriously. he's it, He's got his imprint on this thing already. And um, it'll be interesting to see how these guys – I'm wondering if this is going to be more of an aggressive group than we've seen in the past. You know what's what's interesting about that? I can't remember who the player was, but there's a player the Cowboys either acquired in free agency, a defensive back, or it may have been a draft pick. Uh, when Rod Marinelli first came here, and Coach Marinelli told him to study Seattle, and um, it's it, it's interesting now that Marinelli and Chris Richard, who's right. a former defensive coordinator at Seattle, have been married together, and so. They they are very similar in their uh, approach or, or what Marinelli wants to do with this defense. Yeah, there's going to be – Chris Richard's fingerprints are going to be all over this defense. And I, I agree with Rob. I think you are going to see a more aggressive defense. One of my takeaways, if you ask me, we were talking about a blitzing Jalen Smith. They brought linebackers three different times mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in blitzing in that 10 to, play, 10 to 12 play period, uh, you know, trying to make something happen. It wasn't a Jalen Smith blitz. But you know, but you did see guys. Uh, you know, you did see linebackers coming. Uh, Justin March Lillard was blitzing one time. Covington came one time, and then Damian Wilson came another time. So obviously, they're going to try and create some pressure uh, that way, not only with their with their front, but also with the the blitz packages that they're going to do. You know what else was glaring though? Without Kayvon Frazier practicing. Um non-football injury as yeah. they kind of do some tests on his blood clotting disorder. When they went to the – after the starters came out at safety, oh, my. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've kind of talked about There's that. No, yeah. There was no yeah. one else that has played yeah. really any football yeah. lining up behind him right now. That's going to be the evaluation. Jamil Showers moved right up the depth chart. There. Yes, he, yeah, did. he did. He was second team. Yeah, well, I believe it was with Mark Marquistin Huff. Huff. Yep. Yeah, you know, that's the thing with Huff. And Huff doesn't really look like a true free safety to me or a safety. He looks like a shorter, maybe a nickel corner. You know, he's got some toughness to him, though. But I think this is a position that Will McClay, Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, Jason Garrett will evaluate the first couple of weeks of this uh, training camp. And, hey, it might not be that guy in the Pacific Northwest, but they might have to look Look at something, especially if Frazier is unable to sure. play. Yeah, experience-wise. If, if Frazier comes out in two, three days, and, and let's hope it doesn't happen that way. Mickey's right. He's give you the idea of what's happening with the blood clotting. But if it doesn't, if, if, if he's not able to play, they're going to make a move. Again, not maybe the guy in the Pacific Northwest. But there but are other they, safeties out there. Yeah. yeah. They were, yeah. They, they were, and at they least were. Huff has some experience. I think he's been in the league three years. Yeah, he's I don't know how much guy yeah. out of Wyoming. he's played, yeah. but right. at least he kind of knows how to get onto the field, you know, yeah. where the 50-yard line is. Right. All right, back to the phone lines, and let's check in with John in Oregon. John, you are on Talking Cowboys. Hello. Howdy. How are you all doing today? Doing very well. well. Speaking oh, of the Pacific That's Northwest. Brian, Brian doesn't like that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> so go ahead, uh, John. So you, you do have a question, John. <laughs> yeah, I do have a question. Sorry, I just realized my error is the one thing I promised myself I'd never do when Brian was Yeah, I knew, uh, and you're better than so, that, John. You know that. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. preseason for John, so, too. Um, yeah. So, guys, uh, listen to my statement before you draw any uh, massive conclusions. But my number one thing is I'm a little concerned with uh, Van Der Esch being labeled a bust. And I know this is very early, but here's my thought on it. Number one, I really think that the linebackers that were drafted in the second round, um, uh, Lee and Smith, both are going to show a little bit more uh, on-field potential than Van Der Esch, who's been drafted a lot uh, higher. And um, I, I really don't think it's purely in his hands as far as his performance. I think he could play great. I really think it's going to be our second and third round picks that are going to decide whether or not, not necessarily internally to the Cowboys organization, uh, whether or not he's a bust. Well, but John, can I stop well, you for well, a I second? Knew, I, knew I knew this was, was coming. I knew this was coming. Where, 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 where did the bust label come out before the pads ever came on? Where, where did you see that? Yeah, and I, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that me personally. No, well, where did you come up with the idea, though? Like, who labeled well, him a bust? <laughs> Nobody's labeled him a bust yet. I okay. fear the situation will happen, and the reason I fear the situation will happen is because, number one, when you look at Van Der Esch coming out of college, he only had one year there. The, the linebackers that started in front of him definitely had their – you don't see those linebackers in the NFL. And the linebackers that are currently on the roster have a longer history of performance in their college careers. And I know that before the draft, there was a lot of pressure for people to get us uh, or get the Cowboys a safety, wide receiver, tons of other positions uh, over a potential Van Der Esch. I like Van Der Esch. I, I look forward to him doing very well. My question boils down to, what what do you guys think his season would have to look like so that nobody comes up with that conclusion? Because on one hand, I feel that he could have a wonderful season 
and still get labeled in that area if the passing game fails or if if the offensive line looks like it did last year. All right, John, we yeah, appreciate it. And, uh, you know, the one thing to keep in mind about any uh, linebacker coming in as a, as a rookie, Sean Lee didn't start his first year in the league. I mean, yeah. you know, Keith Brooking was on the team then. I remember looking back and Keith Brooking, who played over 10 years in the sure. league. Sure, Brady James when you he know, was here. You know, he didn't start his rookie year with the Atlanta Falcons either. This right. is going back 1998 or, or whatever. It's a very difficult position to learn. Uh, for, so, from make the transition from a mental standpoint – much less the physical. We saw it with Jalen Smith last year. Yeah. He got basically thrown into the fire a lot yeah, because yeah. of an injury where he, they had to play him more, and so his head was swimming uh, out there. And so it, you're not going to – no one should make a final judgment on Leighton Vander Esch until he's got uh, several years in the league. I saw Mickey's head pop up like a Cocker Spaniel right there. I, I knew I, he was going to get fired I, up I'm on that one. I'm glad he asked the question before I did, to be honest with you. I – you know, and, and I, I, I find myself during watching the draft, doing the draft show, though, there were things I was critical about Leighton Vanderish. I yeah. think the most critical thing I was was the take on. And you could see that on tape. If John would have asked the question, Brian, are you concerned about Leighton Vanderish playing in the league, taking on guys? I would say, yeah, I am. But I, I think that if you look at him, the physical traits he has, the makeup, the NFL coaching that he's going to get. You know, Jalen Smith, we did that. We did the tail of the tape with Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith talks about playing with one hand and running to the football. You know, those are the kinds of things that they teach you how to do. You know, I, I don't think you to me, I don't understand the bust thing. It sounds like you're worried, you're panicky. You know, if if he doesn't play, he doesn't play. If he's if he's not a good player, he does, and then that would be a, a miss pick. I mean, I I don't worry about that, but I think there's just too many traits. And again, you're talking to a guy that had some concerns mm-hmm. about him initially. And if John's question would have went that route, I would have tried to comfort him by saying, "This guy's a big physical guy. Okay, if he if they could work with him with his hands, and because the lateral movement there, the strengths there." He just needs to a little bit more refinement in that area. I, I would that would be the route I would have taken right there. I, I'm not worried about this bus tag that John's trying to. They, deep down in his heart, he's like, "Oh, I'm so worried about a first round. I'm I'm worried about a first round bust." You know, I I, I don't I, that that doesn't make. I a mean, lot the comparison you keep hearing. Jason mentioned it in his press conference yesterday. Not directly, <laughs> Brian Urlacher, right? Like the, we're not. No, hang big, on, the big hang on. Yeah, not, big not, saying, body, not, body not, body not saying he's going to be a Hall of Famer, yes. but a guy, a big linebacker who can cover space, right, and run. It's pretty rare, and that's something that Marinelli needs See, in his scheme, and yeah. that's why they think he just, he checks the boxes for what you want a middle linebacker. The guy that I, I would compare more so is Rolando McLean, yeah, and the type of career he had when he was. Yeah, but he is a physical big linebacker. If you want somebody that's perfect for Marinelli's scheme, if you'd had the eighth overall pick, you'd draft Roquan Smith. Mm -hmm. Because Roquan Smith is Derek Brooks, that that type of player in the Tampa scheme. But to compare it with Marinelli had success with a taller Mike linebacker, that's your good example right there. It's not because they're both white. It is because, hey, physically, that's how he looks on tape and in the scheme. Yeah. And let him let him play. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> let, let, him, let, him, let him practice <laughs> a couple times. You know, the other thing I is wonder, we're, I, not, we're not against you, John. I, I mean, we're just I just I wonder if his pads fit. <laughs> hey, the other the other thing too is he missed a little time 
late in off season workouts because yeah. of the ankle and and you know they're working him at at mainly Mike a little yeah. bit of Will yeah. they're going to bring him along. And that's slowly. a huge thing for him is staying healthy. Yeah, and and that is would be a knock against it's him too. Any player that, out there right but, now, but, but he had a history of Boise State of not okay. being able to stay on the field yeah. too. Yeah, so sure. that's a, that's a, right. a concern as well about the second round pick connor williams uh yeah you have an opportunity to yeah, take a look at him a little at all bit yesterday? Of yesterday yeah again in the 10 to 12 play and he was in there with the first unit yes he is and i think he's going to be in the right. first unit until we see otherwise and and what's interesting is they are not playing uh, fleming that's what i at, stood out at, to me by they're not the playing way. fleming at left tackle they were playing Chaz green at left tackle they're playing fleming at right tackle so and Mickey did bring that up. But if you look at the offensive line, yeah, there was a time yesterday where they tried to run Jihad Ward. They tried to run a, a, a twist stunt where they went they went down inside uh, with Jones and they went down inside with Crawford. And they were going to try and bring uh, Jihad Ward all the way around. And so what happened is you get, you get a pass from Martin, you get a pass from Frederick, and they pass it all the way uh, to Connor Williams. And Connor Williams put himself in really good position to pick it up, and that way they had everybody accounted for inside. So good start for the young guy. When those Pro Bowl guys send players down to you, you make sure you're in position and be smart enough and aware enough that if they pass them to you, that's your man. And that way Prescott sits in the middle of the pocket, gets the ball to the outside. I think the thing that stands out with him is he's got good feet. Yes. He's even, got, when they get it, even when they get a little wide at times, he's, he's got, got good, good feet. He's got good feet yeah. and balance like – that shows that he could play tackle. Yeah. So to have those feet inside, I think, really helps yeah. uh, with the the suddenness that he's going to face. Because when you're on the outside, it's just kind of you and that guy. Right. You're inside, it's coming from all over. And I like the way the f- fact that he – and I saw him out there getting ready for his conditioning drills at the star, and he was doing these little foot drills where they have the yeah. kind of ladder yeah. thing yeah. Uh, on the floor. Yeah. I mean, on the field, mm-hmm. and you got to do your steps through it. He's pretty good at it. It's a little like Zach Martin. Yes. A uh, guy primarily was a left tackle for his team in college, and it's the it's the arm link thing at the NFL level. Pushes him inside. Or maybe he's more of a guard. But um, you've talked about his strength a little bit, and that's, yeah, that's, that may be something that comes that's, in. in. That's going to be the one thing. Right. If, if there's going to be – if we're going to get into some one-on-one and – and we're making some observations on our shows. It might be, you know, Zach had a, I mean, excuse me, uh, uh, Connor had a little problems. He got a little overextended. When you get overextended is when you don't have confidence that you can sit down on a guy because you're trying to get to him before he can get to you. So you overextend. If he's going to have an issue, if he's going to have an issue, that is what it's going to be. It's going to be the little bit of a lunge to try and compensate for being a young guy that needs to develop some and power that, and upper body strength. And that might take – um, until the full oh, just be ready program for it. Just next be ready. year. Yeah. Paul Alexander, the new offensive line coach, told us he he took Connor and he pointed at Tyron, and he pointed at yeah. and he said, these guys don't look anything like they did when they got here. Right. You, sometimes you need that first year, but, right. you know, a, he's going to have to wait a year for that. Maybe. What do they have Connor Williams listed I think he's at? right, 300 pounds, 305. Three, he wanted to play at 305, he told us after he the draft. He can easily be 320 next year yeah. and, and, and not like bad weight. Just yeah. lifting, yeah. Because he's got a sleek body structure right Looks now. Looks like Tyron Smith with the body structure. Right. I mean, it doesn't look like Larry Allen, right? No, no, no. And, and so wait, he'll put on. Some, but yeah, that may be a problem as a rookie. But yeah. wait till next year. They, those kids, I give those rookies credit. They did not let them go home. Once they were drafted, and they were here for the their mini camp stuff. Like they stayed the whole time. 
A lot of those kids were eating breakfast with us every day. Well, Connor Williams yeah. was already home, right? Well, right. yeah, but, but <laughs> a, lot, all the, a lot of the kids were No, there I know too. what yeah. you're yeah. saying. Yeah. They're yeah. listing him at, at 310, and the, and the media guy, they list him at 310. Yeah. Coming out of college, he was 298, actually. Right, mm-hmm. right. So. He, he, when we met with him uh, on the draft show during the, the draft, actual draft, he said he wanted to play at 305. So okay. if he's at 310, that's, that's you, good, good you stuff. You got a laminated roster over there, Mickey? What Thanks you to Brian. Um, <laughs> brought What's us? he listed on over yeah. there? 310. Okay, 310. I'll get you a laminated roster too, guy. Bill. I'm sorry. That's that's quite all right. I've got my own makeshift. I know Although, you know, you know yeah. what Brian started? He opened a can of worms because I went into PR and, and they accused me of causing a problem. I go, well, what, do you, what problem did I do now? And they said, Laminated rosters, and I said that was broadest, not me. <laughs> but everybody people had were them? coming in asking, "Where are the laminated rosters?" <laughs> All right, Only we if continue you work with me. on talking Cowboys in oh. just a moment. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black. Look good. Smell good. Feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. The dual aperture supports F15 mode and F24 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Back to Talking Cowboys. Talking Cowboys continues from here on the tennis courts at the Marriott Residence Inn, River Ridge in Oxnard, California. The corner of Vineyard and Ventura. And it's uh, the marine lair is leaving us as the sun peeks through the clouds here. Got to roll up my sleeves now. Brian had to take off his uh, warm-up jacket, and he's ready Ready for some football now. The Cowboys will be on the field for a walkthrough here in about 45 minutes. And, of course, today's practice is at 4 o'clock Pacific time, 6 o'clock Central time. Let's welcome in to Talking Cowboys for the first time in 2018 training camp, Nebby in Silver Springs, Maryland. Nebby, how you doing? Uh, 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 
Uh, I, um, I'm doing well, thanks for asking. Listen, I know there's been a lot of talk uh, this offseason about who our number one uh, 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 receiver is going to be, but I just want to say that uh, uh, that uh, if our receiving core uh, 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 plays well as a unit uh, 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 and plays well uh, uh, as a team and we p- play well in all three aspects uh, of the game uh, 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 as a football team, uh, uh, we're going to give ourselves a chance uh, 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 t- uh, to win games and become uh, 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 Super Bowl uh, 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 champions. So my point is, uh, 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 what we have to do uh, 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 is win games as a uh, football team. And if we can do that, uh, we're going to give we're going to give ourselves a chance. Uh, 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 take care. Thanks for being patient with me. Uh, have a great weekend uh, uh, and a great week. All right, uh, Nebby. Thank you, Nebby. Thank you, Nebby. Thanks, what? Neb. Way to go, right. Neb. That wide receiver core. Everyone's talking about them. Yeah, and that's we. It's about the consistency of practice. Who are the guys? Mickey brought up Thompson, you know, already off on a, on a pretty good start. You saw uh, Michael Gallup took a ball off the top of Duke Thomas's head yeah. last uh, yesterday afternoon yeah. on a play. You know, Duke never even knew he was there. Next thing you know, Michael is reaching over the top and pulling the ball off the top of the back of his – or back to the back of his helmet. So, yeah, uh, those guys, it, it, we're going to see it. We're going to see a lot of one-on-ones. You're going to see some very competitive cornerback plays. So, It'll be some good battles back and forth. The guys that are the most consistent are the ones that are going to be here. And you've been banging this drum, and I agree. Terrence Williams, this might be an opportunity for him or a situation yeah. where it, it motivates him to have a big-time season. And yeah. really, because thought, he's in more, I thought it was pretty telling along those lines that he was out there yesterday. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, he, he, he has got he, more I mean, He actually did more yesterday yeah. than I anticipated. Yeah. Terrence is a – you know, Terrence, you can say what you want about Terrence, but – you never question his toughness. Yeah. Never question his his desire to want to be out there. Is he sometimes misguided? Absolutely, he is. But it, I believe that Terrence Newman does love playing. Uh, Terrence Newman. Terrence Williams loves playing this game. I, I think he does. And I think it again. I think he was embarrassed by what happened in the off season, and I, I think when he gets to go out there and be full tilt, uh, you're going to see a, a totally different player. You know, I think here's what you got to hope with him is I think he understood. His spot on the team with Dez with there. With Dez, yeah. It's like you're you're playing with your big brother, and you, and, and you know what your spot in the family is. And now all of a sudden, big, big brother brother's graduated. gone, yeah, right? Gone and yep. now it's like, oh, who do I have to play second fiddle to? Right. You know, Alan Hearns just got here. Right. And and you know he had he had as good a season one time as Alan Hearns, Cole Beasley. Uh, all these other guys are young, so maybe he looks at it as, okay, maybe I can assert myself a little bit more and I'm not the subservient wide receiver to this offense. Yep. I don't know if that's what he's thinking, but I, he should be. There's times I disagree with this man, but I don't disagree with him on that. <laughs> that's a good analogy. I really don't I mean, because yeah. that, that to me is uh, – that's where it's going to be. He, he's, he's like he's going to – Look over. Remember the one time that Dez didn't play. He one of his 
best games he ever had, that Washington game where Kellen Moore threw him, it was like over 200 yards. You know, again, he's capable of that. Saw it in the Kansas City game last year. He's capable of catching a ball on, on, on second and 15 and getting 25 yards. He's capable of doing those types and of things. And Mick's always made the comparison. He's kind of been the Alvin Harper of this generation to Dez's Mike. Right. You know, and, and now they need somebody else to take over and at least make him account for you to help back off things for Zeke in the running game so they're not just pressing up on everything. So he's got an opportunity. Alan Hearns has an opportunity. Thompson has an opportunity. I mean, I'm telling yeah, you, yeah. there's really no oh, role yeah. set here. Just they're throw, moving Beasley around. I mean, it's – Throw it's, a blanket over all of them and see who emerges, really. You know, and I think what happens in this situation is the unknown scares everybody out there because they don't yeah. know, right? Yeah. And And who knows? These guys might have something. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm we'll not going to start I'm not going to start You're not going to call them a bust. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm not going to criticize until I see it. Give us week 4. You know, give them a chance. <laughs> give them a chance. But the unknown scares people. Yeah. And yeah. there's always been situations here where and I think Brian's always been a proponent of this is yeah, get rid of this veteran and let this young guy go and I'm going are you sure? How yeah. do you know? Well, they've done it. Yeah, And now we're going to face the unknown and see how it turns out. You know, in this talk radio age that we live in, too, uh-huh. like with Terrence Williams, people remember not running out of bounds. Much more so than nine receptions for 141 yards Kansas, against Kansas City Kansas last City. year. Yeah. I told you, that you watch him play against Kansas City, and, and I, I get it. Vic and Ventura out there is going, all right, Broadus, you Vic know. Vic and Ventura. It's, it. It, we're, we're in a situation right now where he didn't have a <laughs> touchdown catch. He didn't have this. He didn't have that. You know, but I, I, I think that, to me, you watch that Kansas City game, they threw him screens, they threw him ins, and in that game also, you talk about not going out of bounds, he stayed in bounds on a third down play to keep the clock going, and you saw the sidelines, basically, Garrett and everybody yeah. just like, yeah, they're all clapping, you know, but he knew, he knew the game situation, catch the ball, get up field, so fall down, player. fall down, yeah. <laughs> He's All right. A, might be a little nuts, but, yeah, he's teachable. Now, who's your guy in Ventura again? Vic. Vic, Vic, Vic and Ventura. We don't have Vic and Ventura on the line, but no. we do have Manny and Bakersfield. That works California for me, too. Yeah. Manny, you're on Talking Cowboys. Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Thank you. So, uh, my question is, uh, knowing that, you know, padded practice is coming up Saturday. Yeah. Who's that one guy? Except for the obvious Randy Gregory, who's that one guy you're looking at and saying, given the right opportunity, he's going to be making the roster that nobody expected. Hmm. That nobody expected. Nobody, nobody expected. See, I was going to go Jihad Ward. Yeah, going yeah, against that's going I against we Zach going. Martin. You know, I, that's I, one, the yeah, matchups. I, I want to see. I want to see. Dante Jones, and I want to see these tackles going against Connor Williams and Frederick, and you know when they do the one-on-one stuff. I want to see how many times because Travis Frederick is a machine. Uh, Travis Frederick and then Zach Martin are machines out there when it comes to technique and keeping the guys off and how competitive they are. But if you're talking about a guy that it, it, you're looking at to make the team because of the pads, or we don't expect, we don't expect. I. Wow, I got one. Go ahead. How about Duke Thomas? We talked about him. 
Talked about him a little. <laughs> Texas Longhorn, yeah, Duke yeah. Thomas. Did you mention him? Just no, I mean, because uh, that's who Michael Gallup took the ball off his oh, head. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. And that wasn't a great moment for him, but just watching him yeah. out there. Oh, he's yeah. Been, he's we, very fluid. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he had a chance to make this team last year. He might have made the yeah, team yeah, if he yeah. hadn't. I think he hurt his foot and his ankle. And this is tough out. for Rob Phillips to discuss, too. Extremely because tough. Because yeah. Rob is an Aggie and Duke Thomas is a Longhorn. Extremely yeah. tough. Mm-hmm. Extremely that's tough. I'm proud of you. I bleed maroon. Yeah, but I keep it. Yeah. I go That's down good. the middle here. Yeah, I think he's a guy because uh, you're looking at the depth of the secondary, and he does have a little experience. He's been in the system for a year. They're, they need somebody to, to round out that rotation, and it's already a young secondary anyway. So he's can, got a shot. Can I throw a guy out there? And maybe this is not the right angle that uh, that they were looking for. Manning. Yeah, that Manning was looking for. But what about Rico Gathers? Mm. I mean, and I'm saying this in this way, if it turns into padded practices and who can block. Can he? Can he? If we if we look up, and all of a sudden we see uh, Bo Scarborough, and so, we see. So and, you're saying it more so that he can make the team yes, by what happens yeah, in padded practices. Yeah, you know we. Whereas it, it, you're not predicting it right. so much, but you're see, you're yeah, want to watch it he, to see. He looks he looks lumbery out here right now. Mm-hmm. But maybe when you put pads on everybody else, they kind of become a little cumbersome and lumbery and maybe oh, this lumbery. is where this is where lumbery <laughs> lumbery but th- this lumbers. Is, but but I, right now we kind of in our mind even Jason Garrett's like oh we've got three tight ends we're really you know you got four tight ends coach you're really kind of thinking about but maybe this is where Rico gathers all of a sudden it's like huh they run the ball behind you see uh, you see Williams or Jackson or one of those guys Scarborough break one behind him. You know, and, oh hey, they kind of he caved down everything inside. Ball comes to the outside, and you know you're like, who who threw that block? Oh, that was Wells and Rico Gathers on the outside there. Maybe that's where all of a sudden we we think of we've seen Rico Gathers make plays in the Hall of Fame game where he's running across and catching the ball and doing that. But maybe this is where now when you put the pads on for Rico Gathers, it turns into, okay, you don't want to talk about me, but I'm going to block better than Dalton Schultz. I'm going to block better than Blake Jarwin. I'm going to block better than, than Jeff Swain. And maybe that's the reason that in their mind they're like, well, we got to keep, if we're going to run 12 personnel stuff, we've got to keep Rico Gathers potentially as a big body blocker. Every time we talk to Rico, he talks about his blocking. Right. But that's the part he's, he's got to fix because yeah. we think about these yeah. basketball players that become tight ends. It's, well, they can get a jump ball and yeah. go get the football as a He could do that. Yeah. He could do that. And, and, and I, I made up a nice word, lumbery. I, I, but, it's a good word. But but you watch him catch, it's, it's kind of like a battleship trying to turn to get out to sea. It doesn't turn really <laughs> quick. It takes it some time. That's but, poetic. But, but, but talking to Jason Witten about Rico Gathers, uh, more so than the ability to to catch the football, it's the ability to read defenses. There, that, 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 that's will, always that going to will keep there, him yeah. because of his limited experience. This, will keep in football IQ, so to speak. He's saying a very nice way. To yeah, you, is what he's saying. Right. Yeah. How, how about Alan Larkin? Uh, or, uh, no, <laughs> we uh, love I'm, Alan Larkin. I'm having trouble finding this. Uh, <laughs> Austin Larkin. Larkin. Austin Larkin? No, I'm joking. No, no. he he wasn't bad because in yeah. the OTAs they it, had him working early. Let right? me tell you this though: he was uh, of the ten guys, ten surprise, ten guys of training camp observation I had of ten players. He was number nine on my list of guys that I thought. So yeah, absolutely. He's guys got a little first step burst. Is yeah, uh, we'll Justin does, March Lillard? Does yeah, he's uh, he, I think yeah. I think they does, got a role uh, for him already. Uh, uh-huh. Does uh, Covington fit into that category? Or is he like going to make this team? I think I he's going to make the team. Be a special teams guy pick. if he can show that. Right? They're trying to keep as many of those linebackers as they can. Yeah. 
I don't think I, you know he he's. It's an interesting story because he was a he was a quarterback initially at Indiana, and now is really learning the defensive side of the game. So hopefully he can uh, maintain that uh, type can, of play. Can Joel Lanning make it as a special teams he's, player? Uh, I think you're looking at a practice squad player yeah. right there. Did you see him out there practicing deep snapping? I did not. Yeah. See, there you go. That's what yeah. you got to do. Uh-huh. You got to do something that all of a sudden they put you in the game, and you're like, you've played, you played a whole half of football, and in the fourth quarter, the last snap, last punt, you're snapping the football, and it's not over somebody's head. That's what you got to do. Right there. I mean, so there's three long snappers I don't know. on this team now. Yeah. You got. Scott Daly backing up LP, and now you got Joel. Lanning. I think there's some guards that can also. Snap I was too. wondering who's the, young, the yeah. who's the emergency snapper. I got yeah. yelled at one time, Rich Bisaccio. I was doing a game on the radio, and yeah. Bisaccio go, "Who's your backup snapper?" He goes, "What are you asking that question for?" <laughs> I said, "Because I'm doing the game on the radio. I just want to know." He goes, "You're jinxing it. I, I don't. I don't need a backup snap. Don't. Don't talk uh, like that." Uh, I'm like, "All right, coaches. I got it." Yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, "Here I'm. I'm just trying to think of like late in the game who's snapping the ball." Basachi just lights into me. I'm like, "All right, next I, you time you don't have a backup snapper. Ask I get for the it. emergency snapper, yeah. not the backup yeah. snapper. Yeah. <laughs> that's still jinxing. That's that's, that's still <laughs> yeah, no, not still quite as bad though. They, they don't, we'll they don't want to hear that. We'll see. Okay, so um, uh, practice in pads. I mean, the caller sort of alludes to it. Who you looking for? Right. Uh, as far as putting the pads on, uh, more than anything, I'm just I, I, I just love the one-on-one drills. Me too. You yeah. know, yeah. and especially anything the defensive ends yeah. going up yeah. against the tackles. Yeah. How stuff. about how about if it's not like an obscure guy? Where's Chaz Green? Where's his mind? He's getting an IV right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, but I'm with you on this. I mean, because if, if they're over, got Cameron Fleming has he's not taken right. a snap. He's at playing left right tackle. tackle. He's and playing if you're right. going to be the swing guy, yeah. I want to see you play left. Because yeah. if you can play left, you probably can play right. And the starts right. he made at New England were on the right side. Super Bowl yes. right side. Yeah. Yep, sure did. So because they had Solder on the other right, side. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know that right tackle messes up your offense. But I know left tackle does. For this group, it does. Oh, you, you always move Lyle <laughs> Collins over there if you needed to. That's, then a, you that's make, an option. Well, it's an option. And then you got to well, make he, two moves. He looked good moving around yesterday too. Yeah, Lyle Collins. I mean, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, he's he's getting he's got this. He's all we, he's we talk, getting the hang of this thing. We he really to, is. We talked about all these linemen. They all can move. Yeah, we watched them yesterday. Oh, he I mean, just—they're all—they're massive, he, but they can move. He he does a kick step where he gets so wide, and 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 next thing you know, I mean. You know they're, they're they're trying like they're they're uh, Lawrence is trying to rush him and he kicks him so wide and Lawrence just quit. It's like he was like, okay, I'm not going to beat you here, you know, kind of thing. So it's just a big body that athletic and doing those kinds of things. And by the way, as we uh, close talking Cowboys, Jason Witten. I mean, I, I hate people like this. He can play football. He's yeah. an all-American guy and everything. He can also write. Apparently, oh, he. He wrote a story for ESPN.com, and uh, they just posted it this morning. And it's about social media huh. and how players need to turn off their mentions. And a boy wit that that uh, Twitter has its has its place. I'll and, tell you another and he, one. And he will he will use Twitter as far as keeping up with stories and things yeah. on that like that. But you turn off your mentions well, and you don't listen to the let me tell you, noise. Let me tell you another thing, uh, Vic and Ventura. Hmm. If you're gonna tag me with a player, you know, <laughs> I, I, you know that that's okay. I mean, yeah. Uh, 
but I'll come back at you if you're not right. Yeah, I've Vic, had some Vic's people, fictional, right? Yeah, Vic's fictional. He's like Joe and Flower. Yeah, right? exactly. No, we're going to yeah. find him. There's got to be some but I'm Vic just telling you, I'm just telling you, you know, when you, when you tag us, if you want to ask me a question and then you tag the player after I answer your question or whatever, uh-huh. you know, shame on you. You're, but I'll you're come, blocked, I'll, bro. I will come out after I'll you. I'll guarantee you somebody comes up to you and says, hi, my name's Vic, and you're going to say, where are you from? And he's going to say Ventura. And I'm going to take uh-huh. Even if he makes it up. Uh-huh. I'm going to take a picture with that person when it happens. And I will like that picture yep. on Twitter. There you go. And retweet right. it. we got a big weekend ahead. We've got lots to talk about on Talking yes. Cowboys sure on Monday. Have a great weekend, and the break is straight ahead. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this,